you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, I'm Chris, Chris Voss. Voss. here for the Chris Voss Show.com. I'm just going to do it different every time. When the fat lady sings it at the opera, you know it's uh, the real Chris Voss show. Don't accept any uh, copies or replacements because they don't have that opera singer. Uh, and uh, they haven't been able to hire on Fiverr, hopefully, because that, that was at least five bucks we had to spend. Might have been ten. I don't know. But uh, that's all the more reason why we need your guys' love and support. So uh, go to Goodreads.com. Share it with your family and friends. Go to YouTube.com for it says Chris Voss. Go to... Uh, Goodreads.com for Chess Chris Voss and Chris Voss one on the tickety talkity because we've got to pay her that 10 bucks, eh? We owe it to her. And she says that if she we don't pay her, uh, she's going to come back and get the uh, the operas. She's going to give us a C and D. Welcome to the show, my family and friends. As always, for 15 years, we've been bringing you the most brilliant minds, the most creative minds, the people who tell their stories through life. And as I always say, stories are the great owner's manual to life because that's how we learn from each other. That's how we discover things. That's how we educate ourselves. That's how we get the Chris Voss glow that we always talk about on the Chris Voss show. Uh, we have an amazing new author that's coming on the show she's uh, has her new book that's coming out november 11th 2023 i see what she did there 11 11 2023 uh it is entitled with love from planet b a sophic sci-fi spiritual fantasy novel uh zion salam is on the show with us today she's gonna be talking about her amazing new book and she's new to uh writing books so uh welcome to our debut author and you always got to be nice to debut authors because they're just coming on the scene they're bringing all their cool stuff and usually they smack it out of the park they do pretty good with uh, all the stuff that goes into being an author and uh and sharing all the stuff they put into it. And she put a lot of years into it, so we'll get into it in a second. Uh, she always knew something was wrong with this world. And if you've watched the news lately, you know there is. So uh, on one hand, she garnered the shield of science, and in the other, she summoned the secret of spirit and put it into her book. She is a doctor of internal medicine, and her name is her pseudonym. Uh, her concern for the world led her to become a doctor and an energy healer. Uh, she's now called a matriarch, just one of many who are rising. She's a speaker for balance and a messenger for, is it Gaia? Yes. There you go. I knew you, I, I, I hadn't gotten the message from Gaia yet, so I wasn't sure. Uh, and she uh, says the, the earth is howling and the divine feminine is rising. Welcome to the show. Uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am excellent. I'm excited to hear about all this great stuff we have going on because we need more positivity and upliftingness and good spiritual sense in this world. So give us your .com, Zion, uh, before, uh, wherever you want you people to find you on the interwebs. Sure. It is planetbethebook.com, B as in boy. So planetbethebook.com, and you can get my pre-order and other stuff there. There you go. And you've got it out on Kindle where people can pre-order it. You're going to have an audio book coming up and a paper book and all that good stuff. 
Yes, the Kindle comes out on 11.11, the paperbook and audiobook soon after. And I'm super excited for the audiobook because the narrator is Gabra Zachman. She's done a lot of books. Her voice is beautiful. Awesome. That's that's really what brings a novel alive. So give us a 30,000 overview of what's inside the book. 30,000 feet overview. Hmm. This is a spiritual book about the future of mankind, where our world is headed. The year is 2085 and climate change is ravaging the planet. We are very close to a final famine where there's a huge mm. food shortage. There's massive migrations going on all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, people are getting their cities destroyed in a day, in half a day. And um, corporations have taken over. They make all the rules. Countries still exist, but they don't really have much power. And uh, the sapphic part of the book, uh, sapphic means lesbian, is basically our two heroines are part of a secret research facility on a ship in the middle of the oceans. They're trying to access mm -hmm. a vortex uh, and they're working on teleportation. And in the beginning of the book, they have just achieved it and it's possible. Oh, wow. And so this, uh, this happens in, what was it? 3085, 2085? 2085. 2085. Yes. So uh, how far is that away from now? It's uh, a bit of a ways away. Maybe 50 uh, years. Yeah. So, all right. so we might live long enough to see if it comes true or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though it is a novel. So yeah, I just said it, it is a novel. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you've been writing this book for quite some time. Tell us what, what the lead up to this book is and what, what the, some of the proponents that made you want to write it. Hmm. Well, in 2017, the United States left the Climate Paris Agreement. Thankfully, we rejoined it. And in that same year, we undid a lot of the good environmental protections we had. And I've been reading about climate change since I was 15. I was that kid where people would be like, hey, don't worry about these kind of things. And I was like, how can I not? You know, I'm reading everything. Mm -hmm. So I became even more concerned after 2017. And in 2018, I found myself one day just writing out the future that I was seeing in my mind all the time. And it quickly turned into a story. It was just flowing out of me. Like I couldn't mm. stop. I would just nonstop get ideas and write them down. And I had never written a book before. I mean, here I am. I'm, I'm a doctor. I'm working in hospitals. And yeah, I'm in you're free in a time. hospital. Yeah, I'm in a hospital all day. <laughs> and then I'm like, want to write this book. So it was a very steep learning curve. I had to learn so much. I've had six or seven really good editors and I feel like I finally have a polished result and it's going to be out on 11.11, which is a spiritual number a lot of people have been seeing. So it just ah. kind of fit the book. Yes. Hmm. What is the, what is the spiritual realm of the 11? I've, I've had friends that they always like, it's 11, 11 o'clock or it's 11, 11 a month and stuff. They'll post on social media. People have their own theories, mm -hmm. but they basically call these numbers angel numbers. And mm -hmm. if you go in, if you speak to experts, which I am not, experts say each number has its own significant meaning. So 1111, mm -hmm. 222, 444. 1111 to most people means positive goodness, positive spirituality, and that your angels, if you believe in angels, guardian angels or spirits are around you or your higher self. Mm hmm. My my uh, my magic number is a one million as long as it's in my bank account. You know? you that's know? a lot of zeros. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But zeros. It, works, it works for me. I'm and and that's when I feel like I've achieved my most happiness. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you, you grow up and you're reading about all these uh, things about climate change. What made you want to become a doctor? I'm always curious about that. Um, to be honest, I was 16 years old when I sort of started watching the news on, mm-hmm. on CNN and I'm sorry. wars and this and that. And I honestly got a little depressed from mm-hmm. the world that I was living in. And um, I wanted to, two things gave me energy. One, let's be a fighter pilot and fly really fast. And two, let's be a doctor and go in the middle of these war zones and fix both sides. Oh. And I think even back then we had an Israel-Palestine thing going on. Like it's always happening. Yeah, I think it's going on for at least three, three trillion years. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um. Of course, I'm not exactly like a war medic doctor right now, but you know, I ended up as internal medicine. I really fell mm-hmm. in love with the science of it mm-hmm. and all the things you learn. You're learning about life and death when you're studying to be a doctor. You're learning with the pathology and how things go wrong on the cellular level and on the DNA level and how there's a story at each level mm-hmm. being told to you if you study it. Really? And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's that's where science and what we can measure mixes into philosophy and your brain and your mind kind of wants to figure it out. Like, what's the story here? Because I know that there is. And sometimes it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you studied when you were young was quantum fit quantum physics. <laughs> Clearly I didn't. I flunked uh, English in second grade and everybody knows that callback joke on the show. Um, so, uh, and how did, where did that lead you from there and, uh, and kind of intertwine itself in, you know, we do, we do these things in life where we learn things and then we end up using them stuff. So maybe some of that got incorporated into your novel. Yes. I remember I really didn't like the physics they were teaching us in school about how to throw a ball and how it falls and calculate that. But mm-hmm. when I would read like Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time, I would underline so many things and I would read it again and the book was tearing apart. And I was just trying to trying to understand and know it all. And you can't because it's so complex. And because you're not the mathematician and you're not the physicist, you're just like, you know, a 20 year old something trying to understand. So maybe on some level, something seeped in, Mm -hmm. but I do know that, yeah, everything is energy, right? At the end of the day, that's Mm -hmm. what they say. Yeah. And you were, you, it sounds like you were searching for something, you know, you're, you're the juxtaposition of what you saw on TV, the news, the ugliness, the horror, and you know the depressing nature of it all you were trying to find a way to uh, find something positive something to build into life is that is that a yeah is that I a, was, maybe i was trying to talk to god just trying oh. to find god just trying to find yeah. reality and and what is the truth because things are obviously not the way mm. people say they are you know no one's yeah. really in charge so what's really going on yeah he's got an account over on tiktok you can go see him over there i think <laughs> i think everyone's got a tiktok i don't know Oh, that's sure or not. He mm-hmm. seems a bit suspect. There's also a Santa over there that I'm suspect as well. So, um, you know, who knows? But uh, you can try talking to him and see what yeah. he says. Maybe oh. he'll just scream. The world, the end is coming. The end he's, is near. He's right. the problem <laughs> because he's not a he. That's one of the lessons in my book. <laughs> there you go. So you write about, you've got some characters in your book. Tell us about the characters in the book, the protagonists, kind of why you chose them and, and uh, how you flush them out. How I flush them out. Mm. How you kind of bring, you know, bring them out into the, in the book and. Ah, uh, okay. Unless so, you did flush them out in the book, you know. <laughs> no. So 
flesh them out, I think is the word uh, I should have used. Flesh. Flesh them out. out, yeah. Yeah, not flesh. My so one of my characters is named Zara. And mm. I that's the one I started writing with. I think it helped to have my because my name starts with a Z and hers did as well. Mm. She is a future climate refugee from Pakistan where Mm. now I wrote this book in 2018 and there was a a major flood in Pakistan and a lot of millions of people became refugees and her family was one of them. And then Mm -hmm. she kind of ends up um, living in a refugee camp where all they're taught is religion. Uh, Mm. And there's a Taliban there as well. The Taliban world is going to come back in power I oh god the taliban still running things in 2018 yeah. oh, for hell there's sake. them or their version of them the extremists are yeah. still there and they i mean who else would you know be in charge of a refugee camp the extremists yeah. without without a proper law and order situation uh that's how i see things mm-hmm. so she actually um manages to get out of the refugee camp she's one of the few people uh, when when the corporations took over they created the free one world nation which is called free own which is supposed to be an oxymoron and make you think like okay what's really going on because these corporations by now own most of the world's natural resources even wow. you know not much different from how nestle keeps trying to buy up our springs and natural spring water mm-hmm. um so she gets out, she actually becomes a free owned citizen, which is a very highly esteemed wanted position. Mm. Uh, she climbs up the ladder, she becomes a neuroscientist and she's doing research in teleportation and what the mind goes through. She becomes a master lucid dreamer. Mm. So she basically sleeps a little longer, but she tries to remember and document all of her dreams. And um, they do this because if they want to teleport safely over long distances, their theory suggests that you should be lucid when you do it. Mm. If you're not lucid during long teleportation, you might kind of lose some of your mind and maybe not even make it. That happens so. to me all the time. <laughs> when I sleep, yeah. yeah. I, That's have a weird, size. I have weird-ass dreams, and I wake up and go, what the hell? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep, and dreams are fascinating. You know, people have recurring dreams, the same over and over and yeah so um her that's her character um her girlfriend's name is lex she goes by lex but her real name is leisha keeling um Mm. yeah keeling was a guy who made the carbon dioxide curve when studying climate change so i wanted to put him in there somewhere so that's a bit of an homage yeah and um she is an american she kind of grew up i think in california i keep Mm -hmm. getting um and she's a mathematician. Um, she's the more boyish one in the relationship. She used to be, you know, just always short hair, very athletic. That's just the way she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's an atheist, okay, whereas Zara had a lot of religion forced into her. And Zara's now identifying as spiritual, not religious. She's trying to deconstruct mm-hmm. all that. But mm-hmm. that's still in the back of her mind. So when they discover planet B, they both need to teleport there separately and they realize that they need to earn their way in. And so the way I wrote the story, Zara sort of has a religious experience and she actually 
projects her the prophets that she believes in and they come and help her get through oh, wow. and and lex because she's an atheist she's a mathematician she has a more how we would scientifically describe teleportation is where she literally breaks down into her quantum self and then rises back up level by level sub subcellular level uh the cellular level and then in her own consciousness level which is where a lot of the medical background comes in because we're talking about the stories at the cellular and subcellular levels that are playing out. Oh, wow. This is detailed in, in how they go through what they go through. Uh, and then you talk about there. there's three spiritual diseases that afflict all the earthlings. Uh, tell us a little bit of tease out on that, if you would. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure if everyone's ready to hear those three spiritual diseases yet. But If you don't want to share it, we don't want to, you know, we, there's some <laughs> things in a novel you can't tell the middle and the ending. That's one of the challenges with interviewing yeah. diseases. You know, we, yeah. there's some secrets. So if you want to keep that secret, mm -hmm. um, we can keep that secret. Uh, it's it, Now, I think you uh, were raised as uh, an immigrant to this country. Is that correct? I am. I grew up in Pakistan. I've yeah. lived half my life there. And mm -hmm. I always knew I had to get out of there. Like the minute I, well, I was old enough to watch uh, MTV or just American channels, I was like, well, that's the way life is supposed to be. We're supposed to yeah. be free. I want to mm -hmm. go there. And, you know, people criticize um, America a lot these days, but it's a beautiful country. And the people here are beautiful inside and out. They are so much more better giving, more evolved than people in so many other countries that I've visited to, not just one or two. Um, and I think we need to give ourselves some credit for that. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you see that in the world because, uh, I've been in America for a long time and it was a wonder, but I like your, I like your, uh, I think, I think the game being played on your end is, and that your vision of it is better because you, you have been in some, in some places. I mean, Pakistan is, um, probably not the most fun, interesting place to be compared to, you know, we like have running water and toilets here I, i'm sure they do in pakistan and stuff um but you know i mean we have i don't know freedom or something or whatever going on yes <laughs> it's the freedom <laughs> it's, yes it's for this week only uh, i don't know yeah. week. but so the reason i asked that question is did that i imagine that played into you know your setting for this book and you're you're writing it and some of the experiences that the people go through as you told the story in the novel yes Although that part kind of came in later mm. when, when I had to give the characters a backstory. What poured out mm. of me in the beginning, I feel the skeleton of the story was the analysis and, and I'm not sure, I'm not even sure how to describe it. But yes, mm. later on I decided, well, yeah, she should be a climate refugee. Of course she is. And mm. Yeah. And, and I, it sounds like you've been through quite a lot of rewrites if you've had, would you say, five to seven editors? Yes, yes. I, because I, I never knew and I never thought I would write fiction. Mm -hmm. I was very happy being a complete scientist and an MD. But when I started writing, I realized I was missing this entire creative outlet. Oh. So my learning curve was steep. When I, when I thought I was finished, I was just done with the first draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the editors and the editors go, well, as a, that fifty thousand words is great. Here's the here's the one page that you can keep, and the rest we we tossed out. <laughs> now do it again. And cool. when I gave it to, I think my second editor or my my first main editor, I thought I was done. 
I wasn't. I had moments when I would be sitting and I would just like slap my forehead. And I was like, oh, that's why that happened because this is supposed to happen. Because mm-hmm. I was at some levels going so deep into the story, like mm-hmm. pulling in and out. I had to connect my own dots. And, you know, I didn't know what I was writing when I started off. It kind of took me a while. I don't know if that means I'm dumb or smart or what. No, <laughs> no, you're, you're telling a story and, and to tell a rich story, it, it, it takes time. It's like a fine wine, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can't rush it and you can't try and force it to be done. It, it has to, it has to come out of you. It has to, it has to, f- you know, find that flow. And sometimes it's like a river and, you know, sometimes you look at your thing and you're going, wait, that, that needs to go there. And this piece needs to go there and over here. And, you know, you start, you know, sometimes you look at it and you're just like, that whole thing just needs to go this way and spin around. So, you know, it's just the you know, telling a great story takes time and development. I mean, we've had people on the show that took, I don't know, 20 years to, to write their, write a certain book or story. Um, and sometimes they're pr- really prolific novelist they you know they were writing all these other books but this one book that they had or one you know lane that they were going to write this thing on took them 20 years even though they were doing all this other stuff and they're prolific so you know sometimes it just takes a while to cook you know yeah 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 so you go through the journey you write you've written it down and uh you've you shipped it to the editors because you're almost to your uh to your uh publish date so it's a really exciting time um so what in the future and we can't ever you know talk too much about the middle or the end um what 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 are some of the other things we haven't talked about that maybe you'd like to tease out in the book you mean things from the future uh well you know the book's uh, set in the future but you know 2085 um what are some other aspects of the book uh, that you that you found maybe you maybe put in characters maybe that you've uh, from your life maybe that you incorporated or paid homage to or or maybe you know things that you put in that were kind of a reflection of yourself? Oh sure, I think the main characters both I kind of drew on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't say I've put a character from my real life in the book. They all just kind of came mm-hmm. the way they were. To me in my mind um but yeah i feel like just the spiritual aspect of the book which is why i call it a, a spiritual novel uh, took me deeper than i thought it would mm-hmm. i um it it started off as a hobby like oh i'm writing a future dystopian novel and it's for fun and then somewhere along the line things took a turn and the things that i was writing started happening and I was like, whoa, this is not supposed to happen yet. Like the Amazon isn't supposed to burn yet, but it, it was. And mm-hmm. even weird, weird, like, I'll give you a really weird example. So I just decided to make up something called a floating island, mm-hmm. which is an island that just pops up when there, a volcano under the ground erupts. And I had never read about it in geology or anything. Hmm. And then I'm... I'm reading the news one morning in 2019 and what do i see uh i see a headline saying volcanic eruption creates temporary islands of pumice and i'm like oh so our minds are connected right so it's our brains and an antenna and i feel Mm -hmm. like we're picking things up 
Uh, and when we're writing, we become really good at picking up certain things that we're tuned into. Yeah. And some, so some things really jolted me. Um, like I wrote how abortion is going to be banned in the West in, in the future. And that was again, back in 2018, 2019. And then mm -hmm. in May of 20, what was it? Last 2022. Last year. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, things got really intense around that time. Yeah, they've been working on that really hard for 40 years. We've had a lot of authors on that have documented the, the intent of stacking the SCOTUS court by the billionaires on the right to uh -huh. take and make that happen. And they've been they've been working on it a long time, and they finally, uh, there's a saying, you know, the, the dog finally caught the car, and now the dog doesn't know what to do with it. And so it's kind of, it might be backfiring a little, but I don't know, we'll see. It's uh, This country's kind of weird how we, as Obama used to say it we zig and we zag and uh we we kind of muck about to find the way and uh just hopefully that baton of democracy makes it forward another day or another administration uh, it's just yeah. it's kind of interesting how we do things but you know when you're a young democracy and you're pretty much the most vibrant democracy that's ever been created i would think we can say uh um you know the there's no there's no model for what we're doing so right. we're just going to try and do the best we can with it and hope we survive another day <laughs> uh which you know you watch the news you're like whoa wow so uh any final tease outs you want to tease out about the book to get people to go pick it up or thoughts you have on the book and why you think it's going to appeal to a lot of people Hmm. Um, I think it'll appeal to uh, lesbians because a lot of the lesbian literature out there is sort of uh, all romantic books. Mm -hmm. And if someone out there is looking for one that is serious about, mm -hmm. like, let's save the world level serious and with, it's not going to abuse your intelligence. I, I can promise you that. Mm -hmm. You will learn at least a few things, especially with all the medical facts and some of the science fiction thrown in. It would appeal to them. Um, but also if you're concerned about climate change and our extinction. Mm -hmm. And here's here's the, the main spiritual message of the book is, you know, people don't talk about this enough because everyone's like, oh, we got 200 years. We'll figure something out. We're not going to go extinct. Mm -hmm. A lot of animals and plants and insects are going extinct already. Mm -hmm. um, what if that is a possibility? And what if the possibility is, is that a lot of us will die out or be left on an uninhabitable earth while just a very few rich survive. Mm -hmm. If that is a possibility, the good news that I discovered while I was writing this book, and it actually changed from a dystopian to a book that led me through a spiritual pathway of my own, it led me to love. So the thing that I want to tell people is we will rise. Mm -hmm. We are rising right now. There's a huge spiritual awakening going on. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, so I'm writing this book. and I'm a hermit while I'm writing it because I didn't want anything, right? I, I didn't want relationships. I didn't want distractions. I was just so in love with the process of writing and what was happening to me oh. as I was writing and the, the synchronicities that were happening to me when I was writing and the signs that, okay, so... I'm thinking, oh, I'm like on level nine here. Wow, I'm so awesome. I've got all these knowings and my predictions are coming true. And then I joined TikTok and I start watching other spiritual people. And what are they talking about? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. So many people are getting the same messages. Mm. So, many, so many people are 
first of all, they care so much about what's happening. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the same kind of uh, things. They're talking about the same sort of how we need to change, how we need to elevate ourselves. And so I feel like if uh, for the spiritual community, this book is sort of like a must read, especially if you want a doctor's opinion on, um, on, on for example, the chakra system. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. kind of obsessed with the chakra system. And thank God to the yogis who protected it from the onslaught of Abrahamic religions that try to destroy it because yeah. now now we have proof that the, the pineal gland is really something special mm-hmm. and um, you know we're starting to measure all these uh, experiences that people feel like like the Kundalini rising you know the spirit comes from spiral and a, a lot, and there's a lot of spiral methodology and symbology in my novel as well it, it, I didn't put it there it put itself there ah. Okay. Um, a lot of things in the book put themselves there. I had moments when I was like even scared of what I had just discovered and like, oh my God. And had to, to try and put meaning in it and find the meaning. Anyway, I lost what I was saying, but. You, you were saying that it's going to appeal to a lot of different people. Uh, yeah. Is there a lot of, is there a lot of good novels or lesbian uh, targeted uh, novels or books out there? Do you feel there's this is going to help the market in that way and um, maybe encourage some other writing? Uh, one of the reasons I started writing, to be honest, was because I was looking for stuff to read and I was disappointed. I'm sorry to say, because mm-hmm. I like sci-fi fantasy, but I want it to be something more real. Mm-hmm. I want it to teach me something. I want it to take me a little deeper. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what I wrote. And, you know, this book is meant, it's written in layers. Mm-hmm. And when you keep getting these intuitions and these knowings, after a while, you start trusting yourself and like, I really am doing something important. So I actually put in the book that it, it, it will take you deeper into yourself. It will show you how powerful love is at the end of the day and how we are so much more than what we right now think we are. And the world is going to change really fast. There's going to be a lot of bad things that are going to happen. Like, you know, look at what happened in Maui and, and Libya and Morocco. Like one day, yeah, thousand people dead. Like, you know, one day and 10,000 people dead in Libya. There's going to be bad stuff. But we, especially if we tune into it and we choose it and we do a little bit of work for it, we're going to rise. We're going to surprise ourselves. We're going to, for example, develop abilities where we'll know hey, something's going to happen, let's move. And if we develop that self-trust, you know, we will. That's just one little example, one little baby example. There you go. Well, spirituality, uh, you know, the, what's the old saying? Hope springs eternal. That's kind of what has probably kept us on the planet this far, uh, love and and hope. And, and that seems to be, you know, the, the thing that rises us to be our better angels. Hopefully we can keep doing that. If not, the alternative doesn't sound very fun. So, uh, Zion, it's been very uh, cool to have you on the show and very fun. I'm very excited for you to have your novel out. You're going to have a lot of fun when you get it out. It, it's just such a great thing. When it, when you finally feel it in your hands, you hold it in your hands, and you go, wow, I wrote this. So I'm really excited and, and happy for you. Give us your dot-coms. Where do you want people to find you on the interwebs, please? Right. So planetbethebook.com is the website. It has some extras, uh, some teasers, and the link to the audiobook will be there. Otherwise, you can go on Amazon and just uh, type in with love from Planet B, the book, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll find the book. 
There you go. With love from Planet B, folks. Order it up yes. wherever fine books are sold and all that good stuff. Uh, thank you for uh, coming on the show. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks to our audience for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, Chris Foss one on the TikTok. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time.